Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Welcome to another part date. I am here at my beloved London Fields Lido, uh, where you can basically always see me. Um, it's not a park, but it's by a park, and that park is London Fields, of course, as the name suggests. If you keep your eyes open, you can see all kinds of people here. I've seen Alice Levine swimming, and Jamie Dimitriou, and someone who looks like a member of the darkness who may or may not be a member of the darkness I'm not sure Uh, but the reason I'm introducing the episode from here is because the other day I ended up talking to Mr. Christopher Biggins here and from that conversation we decided that we would do an episode of Park Date together and that's the episode that you're about to hear Christopher Biggins has starred in so many things upstairs downstairs porridge whatever happened to the likely lads i claudius rent a ghost poldark surprise surprise psychoville and latterly in um, programs such as i'm a celebrity get me out of here which he won and uh, celebrity master chef Um, Celebrity Big Brother as well Christopher is an actor that uh, everyone of a certain age will know I certainly remember seeing him on many screens when I was young And also in Pantomime Which is something else that he's uh, famous for Me and Chris convened uh, in Well Street Common in Hackney uh, Near to where he lives And uh, it was a great chat And that's what you're going to hear now if you like Part Date, as always, do subscribe and uh, please leave a review. I'll be reading out the funniest reviews. Uh, check out our socials at Part Date Podcast, the website partdate.co.uk, and you can follow me at Christopher Beanland. Do enjoy. A little pre introduction, Well Street Common. I've just met Christopher Biggins and uh, he's gone to find a seat. So we're going to go and uh, catch up with him. Can you believe this though? I was just thinking, Christopher Biggins. I can't believe this one has happened. Um, I can see Chris up there taking his seat. Um, So we're going to go and find him. 
Um, <laughs> this is a little well this, this is a little like secret secret little insight for you before uh, this happens oh my gosh somebody else has sat on the bench how am I going to deal with this I need William Hansen to help me with uh, with this situation but um, yeah listen ahead because <laughs> there's going to be a part of me that's going to be like an excited kid because I am about to talk to Christopher Biggins <laughs> You might enjoy how this one goes. Okay. Right, I'm about to say hello now. I have to be professional. Welcome to Well Street Common. I'm here with the one and only Christopher Biggins. Chris, how are you? Thank you for joining me today. I'm very well, thank you. It's nice to be sitting in the park. I mean, this park is nearly off my home. Yeah. And a few more yards to the right, as I'm looking out, is, of course, the Great Victoria Park, which is a wonderful park. I remember when I first moved here 34, 35 years ago, we had our own Lido. Yes. And overnight, uh, and I'll never forget it, I nearly wanted to go and kill somebody, the council came and filled it in without telling... I'm sure they did tell people, but I, I didn't know about it, and I was furious because mm. it was a beautiful... Lido, and um, it's a it's a great great park. I mean, the history of it is, of course, Vic- Queen Victoria. She came and she built all these Victorian houses, which are beautiful, uh, for her staff at Buckingham Palace. And in, interestingly enough, um, uh, oh goodness, what's her name? Uh, oh, this is ridiculous. This is this is <laughs> age, you know. Now this is uh, I love you this playing s- games. You still look very young and sprightly. Oh uh, well, no, but it's there is. The memory goes, but it's um, the uh, the girl who is in Loose Women, very outspoken, uh, Cockney girl. Oh, um, yeah, I can't think. Oh goodness, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Was she involved in the? Uh... No, her husband at the time, right. years ago, did a fantastic documentary. Right. On the making of. Uh, of Victoria Park and it was it was a brilliant very good documentary you should watch it it's great and um, oh this is ridiculous I can't think of her name she's a great (laughs) friend she's in my podcast Um, yeah Janet Street Porter Janet Street Porter yes so one of her husbands and she's been married many times Mm -hmm. did this marvellous documentary on the park and of course parks are wonderful and we that is the joy, one of the joys. Uh, the, the joys are leaving me constantly because I now hate London. But one of the joys of London is the parks. Yeah. I mean, we have so many. And I think, if I'm right, Victoria Park is the largest park in London. It's very big, isn't it? And sure. it's separated by a main road, of course, which traffic go along. And there's a deer and there's a lake and it's beautiful it really is wonderful very very beautiful and um yeah i think it was uh built for the people yeah. it was supposed to be a kind of democratic thing wasn't it so yeah. we could all enjoy uh, or everyone in the east end could enjoy yes. the trees and the open open space and i remember when we had the uh, lockdown it was wonderful to see mm. people you know you'd come here and walk uh for an hour or so and you'd meet other people and you'd meet families uh, who live in high block flats and of course there was nowhere for them to go except that they were able to go here and walk around they couldn't yeah. s- sit down or stand or, or in one place for a particular length of time but at least it gave them it made you aware 
of how families suffer in blocks of flats where they have not, nowhere to go. And so the joy of living around any park is you actually can walk into it. Yeah, it's really important to have to have that uh, access to open space. It isn't is. It? If you live in if you live in London. And, and trees, you know, I, I think trees are the most wonderful things ever. I mean, they are extraordinary. Looking around here now, yeah. the the size of them, the beauty of them, the colour of them. Uh, I mean, they're just they're just magnificent. I mean, wonderful. Yeah, we can see so many different types of really old, tall trees yes. all around. We're on Well Street Common, which is just next to Victoria Park. Um, and there's yeah lots of very large, very old trees. It's um... it's funny. On meeting here today, uh, you had to go to the loo, didn't you, mm. in the pub? And so I said, I'll walk on and find uh, a seat. And I found a seat and sat on it. And then a very nice woman came and sat next to me. So we had to move. We from had there. to move. And then we were walking to the next bench. <laughs> and then what happened? <laughs> a woman came in in front of us and sat on the bench. Sat in front of us again. So we we are. Uh... <laughs> so if the, if the council are listening, we'd like more benches. More benches. Please. More benches. Yes, we could reserve them. It could be make a bit of money. We should do. We should do that yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we should do that. I mean, yeah, maybe more people will want to do um, do podcasts in parks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we were talking about Victoria Park, and um, it reminded me, Chris, when, when you mentioned that of your appearance in Jonathan Mead's program about uh, Queen Victoria, Victorian architecture, which is one of your many appearances that I'd forgotten. Oh, well, I forgotten that's... until you mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, it just came to me. That was actually and brilliant. Very w- surreal performance. Oh, it was. It was. <laughs> I loved it. Jonathan is a fantastic uh, documentary maker. Yeah. And I a agree. film man. I mean, he's he's truly wonderful. Very, very bright. And I, mm. I knew him socially. And then he asked me to do this. And I was thrilled. And it was a great, great shoot. We went all over the place. Me dressed as Queen Victoria. Mm. And it was... There wasn't anything sort of pantomime about it. It was really, you know, serious um, costume and a serious look to her. Yeah. You know, it was wonderful. It worked really well. Yeah. But I'm very thrilled when people... It's like in my career, I've done so many things, but I'm always thrilled when people mention things like what you just mentioned, yeah. Jonathan Mead, and also things like Pole Dark, uh, where I played the sex-crazed vicar. I'm always pleased when people <laughs> remember that. And also my performance as Nero in I, Claudius. And then, of course, everybody remembers all the sort of um, stuff that, you know, with Silla Black and my quiz programs with mm. children and things. And so uh, that I'm, I love, but it, it's, it thrills me that people remember those wonderful things that I've done. Yeah. Well, you've got a very memorable face as well. And you mentioned the Lido in Victoria Park. I think it's very sad as well that that Lido was closed down. And who knows, maybe in the future it might reopen. But Which we, one? The one in Victoria Park that was... Uh, no, I mean, it'll never reopen. I mean, I, I, I so. because they've made it... They, they filled it in. I mean, that was the mm. terrible thing. Overnight, I was furious. And then they, it, it, they now use it as a car park, mainly for filming films. Oh, so they, they that's get, where the, the car park is where the... Yeah, so right. they have, uh, you know... Um, uh, mm. uh, what do they call them? Uh, those things that actors sit in. Yeah. On, on location. Yeah, like the camper van. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. So they're rather sort of grand. And so, you know, it'll never be filled in. Mm It'll never be, rather, it'll never be uh, opened again, I'm sure, Mm. because they couldn't afford it. But, um, no, we met at that lovely one. London Fields Library. London Fields, which is fantastic. First time I've ever been. It was the first time you'd been, wasn't it? Did you enjoy it Oh, very much. It was a bit cold, I thought. Right. Apparently, they don't switch the heating on if it's been a sunny day. Okay. I can speak to the management about that. <laughs> but Chris, I think Chris, 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 Chris Wiggins says, would you turn exactly, the heating up a little bit? Exactly. But the bit? thing is, though, I think, what are they going to do this winter? I mean, what are we all going to do this winter? Yeah. We, well, mean, no one can have the heating on, can no, they? No, <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be terrifying. I don't know yeah. what. 
And of course, Liz Truss has been announced today as a new Prime Minister, which I think is a disaster. Mm. Mind you, I didn't want any of them, but um, uh, we'll see. She, she promised lots of things this, excuse me, this morning on the, on the radio or television. Mm. And so let's see what she does. But we all know about po- political promises. You know, they're not that great. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you must have seen a few, you know, PMs come and go over the years, a few changes in society. And obviously you, you've been in so many things as well. We started to talk about them, didn't we, Chris? But you mentioned some of your favourite some of your favourite roles. I was going to ask you which are the things that you've really enjoyed well, being in, but you've been in so many different things as well, haven't you? I know. I mean, I, obviously, I have to mention the, the dramas that I've mm. done. And, of course, I, you know, in these early days, I was an actor. And, um, you know, I've mentioned I, Claudius, Poldark, um, and other dramas that I did. Uh, I mean, I, I loved doing those, and they've been fantastic, and they, I'm really proud of them. When people say to me now, what is the most memorable, important thing in your life? And bizarrely enough, my answer is, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Right. (laughs) Because it was the most extraordinary experience ever. And uh, it was was quite fantastic to do, I can't tell you. Um, And also to be voted in as a winner, King of the Jungle, by the public, meant an awful lot because, you know... And it, you suffer in there. They, you, the biggest it thing brutal. Yeah, it is brutal. And also, the biggest thing is the boredom, because mm. you only see one hour of our twenty-four hours, and we're in there, nothing to read, nothing to watch, nothing to mm. listen to, just with your fellow contestants, of whom some are nice and some are hideous. You know, and so it, it makes for. I, mean, I think it works at its best when people don't get on, and don't come up with the goods. And I think that has been lost over the few couple of years like I think Wales was a disaster so I'm pleased it's going back to Australia and I think there'll be a lot of I haven't heard actually was in any of them There's, they're doing another one well wasn't there talk of a sort of winners no it's not a winners what they're doing is they're putting it's in the I think the off. most difficult oh. people like Gillian McKeith if I'd been in the jungle with Gillian McKeith I know exactly where I would have buried her <laughs> because she did nothing and it would have been perfect I could have I could still see the spots where she would have been yeah. buried uh, and a few people like that. Uh, my friend Toff is is it going there? No, no. Yeah, she's doing the best Toff. That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, Toffolo. To- yeah, Toffolo, yeah. who is lovely, great girl. And uh, so that's 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 in South Africa, which I think will be great. Mm. Uh, but they're so good, Ant and Deck. They're marvellous. Yeah. What are they like to be around? Are oh, they're, 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 you don't see much of them, but they are great. Yeah. And they're uh, they're, they're phenomenal. I mean, all, every TV show they touch is a gold. Mm. I mean, it's fantastic. It's really wonderful. Yeah, they've been in a lot of things over the years, haven't they? Yeah. I, I remembered first seeing them in Biker Grove when they were doing kind of children's uh, yes, children's TV where they they started right. out. As a lot of people, uh, yeah. a lot of people do. <laughs> very, very cute. There's always, always, always a dog joins us on this podcast. <laughs> it's a lovely dog. Um, you've done a bit of children's TV as well. I remember when I was. Um, when I was young, seeing you in a few things, Rent, yes, well, Rent I, a Ghost. Well, Rent a Ghost, I absolutely powers. adore. That was as mad as. Rent a Ghost is a classic children's oh, a program. Classic. I mean, it was very, one of the. I spoke this morning to the producer director, mm. Jeremy Swan, who is a mad Irishman, and that comes across in that series. I mean, it, it yeah. was truly wonderful. And Anne Emery, uh, who. And Michael Staniforth, who was one of the, the first people I knew died of AIDS in the business. And he was a wonderful actor. Not only was he. He played the. Um, 
the lead in, in, in Rent a Ghost, but he also was a huge West End star. He did in so Stephen Sondheim musicals, he, he played the lead. He was just wonderful, and it was tragic. He was such a nice boy. He wrote the theme tune for Rent a Ghost as well. Very catchy tune. Very catchy tune. Mm. And then I did uh, a quiz program for children called On Safari, which I loved. Did yeah. you ever watch that? I remember that, yeah. T yeah. T TVS, wasn't it? TVS, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And uh, that was a, a great experience. I loved it. No, I'm, I'm very proud. When I look back and I, I look at my CV, I can't believe the things I've done. Yeah. I mean, it's been, you know, 55 years of really exciting work. Yeah, and a lot of actors, I know plenty of actors who don't get work. No, I you, know. You've, well, you've, got, you've, you've kind of always had um, things yeah, on and, no, and interesting things as well. Yeah, It's been fantastic. I mean, I always say when kids come to me for advice about acting, I say don't do it. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> it's a horrible job. I it's mean, tough, isn't it? It's yeah. tough. Yeah. And... You know, I know so many talented actors, really talented actors, who do nothing. Mm. They have to go and work in shops. They go and have to work in a restaurant. And, and it, it's not to do with talent anymore. It's now to do with being in the right place at the mm. right time and being lucky. And that's what you've got to accept. You can't accept, and it, it, it hurts me a lot to see really, really good actors not working. And there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you know, because we don't have... In my day, when I first started, there were repertory companies. And I was lucky enough to live in Salisbury. We had a wonderful rep company. So when I was left school at 16 and a half, I went to the Salisbury rep for one job. And I stayed for two years. I was on £2 a week for the first year as a student ASM. Then I went up to, I think it was six pounds, no, £8 a week for the second year as a stage manager. And it was a real grounding time. And you could play all sorts of things. And there are very the very few actors who have survived Salisbury Rep. I mean, one of them is a brilliant actress who was my mentor at Salisbury, called Stephanie Cole, uh, who was a wonderful comedy actress and did so many different... And a character actress. And did so many different things. Uh, has done so many different things over the years. And still working. But it's, yeah, it's Stephanie Cole, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she's a, a wonderful actress, and yeah. as I say, it's still working. But those are few and far between, mm. you know. I mean, it's 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 awful. It's a terribly disappointing business to be in because, as I said, there are so many good actors out there. You go and see a show, you know, like a, a, a West End show or a show in the provinces. We recently went to see to Cheltenham to see. Uh, Great British Bake Off, the musical, and it was full of wonderful, wonderful actors. Absolutely wonderful. And some of them work a lot, mm. and some of them just don't. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, that's the sad fact of this business. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? And you see actors, directors, writers, all kinds of creative people um, with great ideas, and the great ideas aren't always being made. No. And then you switch on the TV and you think, well, why the hell has this been made and why is this person in this I do. some I, of the decisions are quite, I quite think, bizarre aren't I they? agree with you I think sometimes <laughs> the people who make decisions never ask the public what they want mm. and you know there are things I watch nearly every I, mean, I love television I mean I really do I, Me I'm, too I'm See, fascinated uh, by yeah. it and I always try and watch things and uh, I'll give it you know Sky Plus I love so you can record something and then but most of it I I stop looking at after the first episode 
because it's just appalling. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible what rubbish they put on. <laughs> it's a very bad and shows I, on. Yeah. I can't talk against reality TV shows because it's A, I, I won one, and B, I earned a lot of money from it for the following year. So it's <laughs> Are been they great. well paid? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, uh, <laughs> not, the actual show is not well paid. I mean, yeah. it all depends. If, you, you can, if they want you and they know, the artist knows, then you can ask for a lot of money. I think I got £50,000 for doing... But afterwards, you earn a fortune. Right. Everything, all your salaries go up and everybody wants you. And it's, it, it is a, a marvellous money earner. Uh, but once again, that's the only, the, you know, the people who win are the, are the most important. Except that it's interesting. I think this programme they're going to do in South Africa, I think there are very few winners in it. It's all the people who right. didn't win. Right. <laughs> you know, that they're bringing back, uh, which is interesting. Um, because, you know, the, the winners... I don't know what it is. They don't like the winners or something. But anyway, there's a, you know, it's an interesting thing that they people and people want to go back. And I've heard some people say I'm going back to bring up my profile mm. again, which of course it does. But you know, there's a terrible amount of re- terrible reality shows. Yeah, I mean the Love Island. I mean I can't bear Love Island. Oh no, this is one thing we're going to have to differ on, Chris. I'm a bit of a Love Island fan. Are you really? <laughs> would you like to do it? <laughs> no, never. There's no way I would go on it. However, there, there is something oddly compelling about it. I don't know what it is. No, I can't. I, no, <laughs> it doesn't work for you, though. No, there's a marvellous <laughs> drama on at the moment. Have you got Paramount TV? Yeah, yeah. There's a marvellous drama about the making of um, The Godfather. Oh, I'll have to watch that. Oh, it is. Honestly, it's yeah. fantastic. It's ten episodes. I'm on number nine. And I don't want it to finish. It is absolutely superb. Hmm. And it's all about the producers and directors and the, the, you know, that were involved in the making of the brilliant film and all the things they were up against. I mean, the mafia absolutely didn't want... And they murdered people because of that film. Really? And, you know, men would go into restaurants and shoot six people at a table. Right. <laughs> because of The Godfather. I mean, it was, it's amazing. And some of the producers were drug addicts and, uh, you know, alcoholics. And they, there they were running Paramount, you know, one of the biggest film companies in the world. I mean, it is, it's a fascinating, brilliantly done series. Everybody is so good in it. That sounds so interesting. I love those things which show you behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Well. So, uh, about the making. I of, know. As a, as a telly addict as well and a film lover, anything about film or TV. Oh, oh dear, Chris! How embarrassing! Chris's phone's just gone off. Uh, hang on, I'll do you want to get it? No, 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 no. <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last twenty-five years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com ACAST. Uh, no, it's, it, it, it is... Yeah, seen behind the scenes. It's always it, interesting. It is interesting, that? but this is a drama documentary, yeah. so it's not, you know, this is how we filmed it. It, it is brilliant. They've just been to Sicily um, where they didn't think they could go to Sicily because it's a very small budget mm. and because produ- some of the head people in Paramount didn't think it was going to be a success of course it was one of the biggest successes ever mm. for a film and there's a wonderful sequence where they've just been on last night where they uh, showed it to all the villains all the mafia people and to begin with they're all gung-ho and say you'll be dead before the end of this to the producer and all that. And then they, they just show flashes. They show the, the, um, the lighting changing from the, on the screen, but they don't show the screen. They just show the faces of these uh, guys and their moles and how they're reacting. And at the end, they give it a standing ovation. I mean, they just love it. Yeah. But people, I think, were thought, thought that the, it would be bad for the mafia, which, of course, it was. Yeah. And there was a scene last night also when they went to film in Sicily where they the blowing up of the car, you know, and it was pandemic. They could only do it in one take. And it was pandemic because things fell everywhere, nearly on, on the crew, you know, bits of metal burning and things, you know. But it was it, it is such a good show, and it's... It's, it should have a bigger audience. I mean, I'm not saying that Paramount's not bigger, but, you know, I, I hate these things you have to pay for all the time. Mm, yeah. You know. Yeah, that sounds very, very, very interesting, though. And I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun and it's exciting to see behind the curtain. Yeah, to it see, is. It is. To see how things are made. Yeah, I, I was yeah. always, always really fascinated. Yeah. Fascinated by that. But that makes me think as well, Chris, you know, as you said you love TV, you've obviously been in a lot of things, you've kind of studied it as well. Was there ever a part of you um, that thought that you might like to uh, direct or produce or write things? Yeah, no, I, I couldn't write, but I, I, I could easily produce or direct. Mm. But the only problem is I'd much rather be a film director and use one camera. I think when you have four or five cameras on a television set for a, 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 a drama, I think then it's more difficult. I think it's easier to control one camera mm. Because that, because then the production is being seen through your eyes. No, I, I, that's one of my ambitions, is to make a film. I've just worked with uh, Rex, um, whose father, and we did a, a marvellous little film, which is winning some awards, which is great. Uh, and his father was, um, and you'll know now, I'm going to think about his name, but he did, he did The Boyfriend, film of The Boyfriend. Oh. Do you remember I, him? Yes, um, yes. Brilliant, um, brilliant. 
oh, director. Uh, Our memories are failing us today, oh, aren't they? God, it's awful. <laughs> but his son, who is a lovely, lovely yeah. boy and a very good director, Rex, he yeah. directed this film, and, and it was interesting to see it through his eyes. And he's it's, it's, he's made a very good short film. Yeah. Bizarre subject, but very, uh, very good. Well, that, that's really interesting. I've been writing uh, a film, a short film about Lidos, set in a Lido. So maybe you could come along and direct that one. That could yes, be your directorial yeah. debut. Absolutely, we'll I'd love to that. do that. Yes, it'd be great. <laughs> what, 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 do you see it as a drama? Do you see people drowning in the deep end? No, more like, more like a. Well, you could, <laughs> we could do that. I was thinking more of a, a gentle love story, <laughs> but we could we could have some drownings as well. And uh, people t- t- saying, how, I, mean, I think that yeah. Lidos are wonderful things especially in areas like this you know because it means that because otherwise you have to pay a lot of money uh to go to uh soho house you know and use their swimming pool or what have you and become a member yeah and when you go to the pool um at uh, shoreditch house or um white city house in the summer there's no one's really swimming properly in the pool. No. People are just drinking their cocktails, I know, standing around. I know. So you can't you can't even really swim your lengths, can you? I quite there? like the fact that it's the one we met at uh, mm. in um, where's it called again? London Fields. London Fields. Yeah. <laughs> London Fields. I think that what I liked about it was there was a, a lane for the slower uh, person who wants to, uh, you know, and you yeah. you could because uh, I yeah, do slow, because medium, of, fast. I've had a new knee put in. I um, I like to do walking. And it, the the, the uh, aqua type exercise is just brilliant for the for the leg. So yeah, it's really they good. really are exactly. And that's well, it's funny you say that as well. I used to be a runner, Chris, and yeah. I had some some knee problems, and that's one of the reasons that I go swimming yeah. every day because swimming. Do you go every day? Yeah, and it's it's very low, very low impact, very good for uh, yeah. No, it yeah, is very good. good for your knees. It is so, good. Yeah, it's it's definitely. Have uh, you given up running? I have given up running. Yeah, I think my my days of running the London Marathon are over. Uh, you've done, you've done, have you done some marathons? I did London Marathon, yeah. And this it was, year? Uh, no, it was a few years ago now. Right. And it was fantastic. I really, really loved it. But it's very, very high impact yeah. on, the, on the knees. I'm so sure. Yeah. And they can, they can yeah, give up very easily. So, yeah, I hope, I need, hope your, yours isn't giving you too much trouble. No, it's not. I mean, I'm lazy, so I should do more exercise. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's a brilliant operation. And I, I, I went national health. I've absolutely love the national health they are absolutely wonderful in fact heroes heroes i used to have insurance and then i would claim for something and there was always an excuse they wouldn't pay it and so i gave it up and i i've got premium bonds uh which i've got as a backup should anything happen um but you know i had um the knee done they put a new knee in absolutely brilliant and wonderful and it's there's no pain at all there it's just the muscle around it uh, in the thigh muscle to you know making me stand up and walk and things uh, which will get better as time yeah. goes on uh, and then the other thing I had a new valve put into my heart and so I'm like bionic man sitting here with you I mean it's, <laughs> it's amazing but th- it, you know the national health are wonderful and my theory was that if you know after all these years of paying in if you have a heart attack they're the best place to go you know na- national health is because of course the problem is now getting in I mean that's what They've got to organise the government that they have to. But there's, mind you, there's nowhere. Else. I think, in a way, because I'm a conservative to the left, um, I want. I don't want poverty. I don't want people starving. I want people to be looked after. And I think perhaps we should pay for smaller operations. Like you know, this knee 
would have cost £25,000. Now, I think if it was £1,000, more people would pay for it. Yeah. And they should, they should ask people for a little bit of money. Because I think that's the only way of doing it. Yeah, that's an, it's interesting. It's interesting, isn't it? To kind of working out how it would how it would work. I think this the thing you want to avoid is you know when you go to America, you see oh. people who can't afford no, operations just left to die. I know. I mean, that, and that's just very. It, it makes me. It makes me quite. quite I mean, upset. F- well, it makes that, me upset. I mean, the first thing, first thing they ask for is a credit card. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, it's um, you know you get you get a list of uh, here's what you've got to pay for everything. Yes, we are we are very uh, we are very lucky to have have access to to that. But that's that's great that they've been able to fix you up as well. And it shows what they can do these oh, days. Oh yeah, oh it's they are they can, marvelous. They can fix anything. They really, can fix they? anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's uh, you'll be going till two hundred. Oh, or something, oh I, I hope not. <laughs> oh, the thought of getting to a hundred is a horrible thought. <laughs> no, I think that is the other trouble, of course, with society now. We're all living much longer mm. lives I mean you, you know years ago I'd be dead yeah you know and, and in a way it, that's a good idea but we're all living way way beyond you know and it, that's the causing the problem I think for the government and for mm. society is that we're the old age people are are enormous there's an enormous amount of us well it, and it's funny at the Lido as well I always see a lot of very very old people yeah and it and it, it, it kind of makes me happy to see Older people going there, yeah, <laughs> excuse no, it's me, good. and keeping healthy and but you know, I'm kind of was amazed how cheap it is to go there. Yeah, five pounds or something. Oh no, if you're if you're seventy three, you get it much cheaper. Is it cheaper for you? One forty five, I think. That's a bargain. It is a real yeah. bargain. I mean, I just don't understand. I think you know that people should pay more if they can afford it. Yeah, but anyway, it's uh, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful place. And uh, have you eaten there? Um, I've what in the cafe? Yes, yes, they they do good uh, toasty. And do they? Ca- yeah, Caroline, who runs the cafe, does a great, uh, great toasty. And uh, what else do they do? Some some kind of sandwiches and ice creams and things. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah very very uh, very convivial kind of place to to be. Yeah. If you know, if you come out of the uh, the Lido and into the park, mm. and you turn right to go into the into the river, if you look left. There seems to be a restaurant r- across the. The, the greenery. Do you know that restaurant? Which one's that? Is that the um, pub? It's like a glass. Oh, is it a pub? It's like a glass building. Mm. I'm trying to think of uh, which direction. There's there's a there's a one called Pub on the Park, which is just kind of on the edge of. Uh, well, that could <coughs> be it. Maybe. Maybe. Have you been there? Is that nice? It's not too bad. Yeah, it's yeah. not too bad. Um, yeah, they do. Uh, uh, what do they do? I think they do burgers and things like that. What, what kind of? Well, you I mean as a celebrity master chef, previous <laughs> contestant, you must know your food as well, Chris. What's your? Yeah, I, what, I, what's your kind of? Fa- if you were going to go for a, for a, a lunch after a Lido swim, what, what would you go well, for? Well, I think I, I love Italian food. Yeah. And, you know, we've just been to uh, Lardo's good. Where? Lardo in Hackney. Where's Lardo? That's near to the Lido as well. That, and they do good Italian food. L A D O. L L A R D O. Oh, Lardo. Lardo. Right, Lardo. oh, good. Very and is nice. it expensive? Mm, not too bad. Because the, the, what's happening at the moment is that all the restaurants are so expensive. I mm. mean, you know, we like rosé in the summer yeah. and a bottle of rosé. We went, where did we go? And there was a bottle of rosé. Oh, I know, the National Theatre. Yeah. <coughs> the other night, we went to Etten, the National Theatre restaurant. And a, a bottle of rosé was £25, which is fine. Most restaurants... It's 50 pounds for a bottle of rosé 
And also the food has gone up. It's now so expensive. Yeah. And, you know, pubs are complaining that they're going to have to close because they, they can't afford what's happening. I mean, you know, if, the, if it increases, they worked out that a pint of beer will eventually cost something like £28 £28 for a beer. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's a joke. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? You know, it's ridi- it is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Um, are you uh, are you still a big cook at home, Chris? Do you like to cook a lot? I used to like to cook, but now my partner Neil does mm-hmm. all the cooking. He loves cooking, right? And so uh, well, that sounds he, like a great deal. Neil. I know, I know, it is great. <laughs> Neil's got dinner great. on the table every day. Yeah, yeah. He's, no, he's wonderful. And uh, what does he like to cook? He likes any cook anything really. And we're great um, Marks and Spencers and Waitrose fans for the the ready meal, which of course is is excellent if you're just two of you. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it keeps the cost down, and there are some wonderful things. M&S Stir Fry deal is great. Oh, isn't it's it? marvellous! You Absolutely. can't beat that. No, yeah. you can't. No, and it's it's you, you're silly if you don't go for it. Yeah. Um, because as I've just said, everything is now so expensive, mm-hmm. and you can buy um, rosé wine for like six or seven pounds yeah. a bottle. Are you a big rosé fan? We like. I like rosé, and, and I also I like red. Yeah. Your, like gl- your glasses are reminding me of Rose Ellis. Yeah, right? they're great, aren't Chris, they? Chris has, Chris has got some uh, glasses on which look a little bit like a nice, uh, yeah. a nice rose. Yeah, no, they're very good. They're very cool. Yeah. Um, I, have you been to the restaurant in Victoria Park in the in the middle of the cafe? Uh, which one's that? By the lake. Uh, oh, the Pavilion. Yes. Yeah, Pavilion Cafe. That's yeah, nice. Isn't that's it? nice. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I, I think it's it's great, but I worry that you know the incentive to have a restaurant now is mm. going. I mean, we've got a great friend called Jeremy King who's just lost all his restaurants in the West in the West End for a terrible problem with money lenders, and it is awful. I mean, uh, the Ivy too, which used to be my favourite restaurant. Uh, then a friend of mine, Richard Caring, bought uh, the Ivy Group, and now he's put all these ivy brasseries all over the country and I was very anti that I have to say though we went to the one in Cobham and we've been to nearly all of them they are brilliant and they're a good price and they serve wonderful food and it's great that all these you know provincial cities towns uh, places they've he's just opened uh, one in um, Richmond another one in Richmond and they're fabulous and they're marvelous buildings so I sort of congratulate him, even though I was a bit nervous about it all to begin with. Because, you know, you, you, you sort of, when the Ivy opened, it was... Well, let me tell you... Let me it was go, kind of exclusive, wasn't it? It was yeah. very exclusive. But let me tell you an interesting story. When I was uh, quite young, and a restaurant opened in Covent Garden called Joe Allen's. And I always thought restaurants were something you went to when you were hungry. I didn't realise there was a whole social side to eating and Joe Allen has changed my life A, the man who owned it became a very, very good friend of mine and sadly he's no longer nor is Joe who originated the one in America and it changed my life because I've had the best nights in there the, you know the tables you sit at the table you want to sit I remember one night the 52 was the best table because you could see who was coming in <laughs> and who was leaving and uh, it was against a wall and it was perfect and uh, wonderful things happened like one day I went in and they said Chris would you mind if we put you at table 40 I said I would why 
They said, well, we've got someone very special coming in. We want to put in 50, and we don't want people staring at her. So I said, oh, all right then. So I went to sat on 40, and in came Elizabeth Taylor and sat on 50. So Elizabeth Taylor, and I remember we, with Jeremy Swan, who was the producer of rent ghost and I remember um, watching, we, uh, I was eating soup, and every time I bought the spoon up, our eyes linked. And we didn't say anything, but at the end of the evening, uh, she left, and she looked, we stood up, that's right, we stood up like gentlemen, and she said, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> So they were, they were, it really yeah. is kind. There were wonderful things that happened in that restaurant. I mean, it was, it is, and it's, it's moved now. Uh, Richard died sadly, and Joe has died. Um, Joe, Joe, there was a man called Joe Allen. He lived in New York. He had restaurants in in Paris. He had one in um, Los Angeles. One in uh, Miami. One. In, I mean, they were, you know, he was very popular. But now there's, there's just, there is one in London. And there's uh, still one in, in New York, but that's it. Yeah, and it's funny, isn't it, how you get those restaurants which are synonymous maybe with show business and celebrities, yeah. like you say, Joe Allen's or The Ivy well, or Chilton Firehouse maybe more recently. Kind uh, of big... <laughs> can't bear the Chilton Firehouse. I haven't been there myself. Chris's face when I mentioned that. Oh, it's very, very just funny. awful. I can't tell you. No You're saying no to that one. Yes, definitely. <laughs> It's got a very nice bar, but yeah. you're only allowed to use the bar if you're staying at the hotel. Right. But, uh, no, I, no, there are some wonderful restaurants in London, but they yeah. are so expensive now, it's yeah. not true. Yeah. Would you ever open one? I was going to open you a club. Yeah. And years ago, I had a meeting with Paul Raymond, you know, who owned uh, oh, Soho. Raymond, Raymond Review Bar. Raymond's Review Bar. And the meeting was in his flat in Arlington House which is where the Caprice was which was one of my favourite restaurants no longer there sadly and I went up and the butler said oh uh, good morning or good afternoon whatever the time was and he said he's in, the, he's in the bathroom I said oh well I'll wait he said no please go in so I went in and there was a sofa I thought it was this terribly chic next to the bath and I sat on this sofa and he was in the bath <laughs> <laughs> and, and we had this discussion about clubs and things, and uh, he, he was a lovely man. He was just sat in the bar. Laying in the bar while you were t- when we talked. <laughs> I thought it was a, a, incredible, and uh, it was uh, it was a wonderful meeting. I never forget incredible. it. Incredible. His his daughter died sadly of drugs, and then his mm. his her daughter now is the owner of uh, Raymond's Review Bar. They've just opened a new theatre, which sounds wonderful which I think they've been given a license to do sort of pornographic stuff there or what have you. Right. <laughs> so we shall be appearing there. Yeah. You should do... Um, yeah, you've had so so many of these... Um, you've got so many stories, Chris. So many things have happened to you. You should do a kind of... Uh, t- a sort of TV show about yourself. So many comedians do things like that, don't they? I kind know. Of, yeah, shows about them. So you could do a kind of Curb Your Enthusiasm where you were yeah, yeah. playing play a version of you, right? <laughs> So I've always thought you were very good. Com- you know, your comedy, comic timing has always been very good, and very porridge as well. You're, you're very, very, very funny in that. Have you enjoyed doing comedy? Or have you, do you, no, do you I kind have. Of prefer I... doing the, the straight roles. Well, drama is much more rewarding, I think. Comedy is much more difficult hmm. uh, because you do need a technique, and you do you do need to be able to um, timing is you hmm. know important. And working with Ronnie Barker was absolutely wonderful, and Imagine, yeah. a lot of the cast who were all brilliant. Um, so that's always been a, you know, and I was very lucky enough to, to get the role of lukewarm in that. Um, and it, that's 
put me in good stead for other things as well. It was, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's just being, as I said earlier, it's being at the right place at the right yeah. time, you know, and that's what acting is all about. It's not, exactly. it's not being able to uh, declaim a wonderful Shakespearean speech. I remember I played a man called David Conville, who was a lovely man, ran Regent's Park Open Air Theatre, where I've appeared and directed many, many times. And uh, I, he asked me, he was doing Midsummer Night's Dream, and he asked me to do Puck in the Midsummer Night's Dream. Now, I am not the usual casting for Puck, uh, but I did it, and it was a great success. In fact, I was the best Puck in the park that year. And uh, it was, you know, it, it was a great experience to do something like that. I mean, it, it was truly wonderful. Yeah. But when you, when you do a show in the park, yeah, and it rains, because it's, it's not covered, you have to wait for the stage manager to a disembodied voice to say, will the actors kindly leave the stage? And they right. do that because they, don't, they want to ma- ma- get to the interval because if they get to the interval, they don't have to give the money back. <laughs> so uh, Cynical. I, I'm there and Kate O'Mara. Do you remember Kate O'Mara? Yes. yes. Wonderful actress with lovely big titties. And uh, she, she was she was playing. Can we keep that in? I don't know. <laughs> of course you can. She was playing Titiana. Yeah. And uh, I was playing Puck, and I was at her feet, looking up at her. And I had she had this big speech, and I had a big speech to follow. And I thought, oh please, you know, it started to rain. I said, please don't let me, let me let the, where's that body that voice saying. Because I can't go, because what happened was it started to rain, yeah. and the rain ricocheted off her titties. <laughs> and so it went ping, 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 and it started to rain heavier. And then the, I started to laugh, the audience then started to laugh, she laughed. And we were all hysterical. And thank God the voice said, Will the actors please like, kind of leave the stage? <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know what would have happened. It would have been pandemonium. But it was, you know, it's, it's wonderful things like that. Especially in theatre, yeah, you know, is, is what's so wonderful. That's a gr- that's a great story. Well, I think a disembodied voice is probably saying to us now, Chris, that it's time that we left. <laughs> we left the stage in this park. But yeah. just to round off, um, I just guess I wanted to ask you, what's next for you? What are you looking forward to in the future? Well, working on the Lido film with me, of course. Yeah, of course, the Lido film yeah. is going to be a highlight. Um, we're I'm going to uh, Plymouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, in two weeks' time to do the... They're doing... A, it's the 40th birthday of the Theatre Royal in Plymouth, which is a lovely theatre, which I've appeared many times. We're doing a, a week of shows uh, there. Uh, and then from there I go to um, Dalesford, which is... Uh, uh, do you know the, sh- the shops? They have a... Uh, the Bamfords, who are JCB, own um, a big grocery shop. And, uh, and it's huge down in Dalesford. Uh, in the in in that area, and it's it's a fantastic centre. And they were having a two day sort of festival, okay. and I'm judging the uh, dog show because you know of my experience with dogs, fantastic. which I have none at all. <laughs> but luckily, the categories are things like um, uh, do- dog most like its owner, you know, things like that. Yeah. So we do that, and then I go up from there. I go to Darlington where I'm doing pantomime this year. Right. And to do the press conference, and I come back and I'm doing Countdown. So that's the next sort of month. Brilliant. So it's look out good. for Chris on Countdown and yes. in, in Pantone, Darlington. Yeah, and also Tipping Point, I've just done. And I win a lot of money for my charity. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. Well done. Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed our, our chat. Yes. Uh, even though we've had all kinds of interruptions, as we often I know, do. But, I know. Uh, 
Yeah, it's been nice to talk to you today. And you, you too. Thank you for coming Thank on. you very much too. that episode of Park Date. Um, there's lots more where that came from and there'll be more in the future as well. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review. Um, good or bad, make them funny. I'll be reading out the best ones and there'll be a prize for the one that makes me laugh the most. Name check some trees in your reviews and leave them wherever you get your podcast from check out our website parkdate.co.uk and um, if you see me walking around in a park come and say hello I think that was the sound of someone sneezing Um, yes thank you bye bye Coming up on the next edition of Park Date, it's a cocaine special. Join me, two comedians, two journalists, one musician and a couple of their girlfriends as we discuss who is an absolute legend. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.